Okay. So, uh, we were talking about, you know, the miracle of five loaves and two fishes. And just describing to us how sons think and how sons, you know, uh, 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 handle situation. I was saying that we don't always have the details. We're reading from Abraham. He says he was to receive an inheritance and he went out not knowing where he was going. And I said that's part of the process of becoming a son. God will take you on journeys where you don't have the details and you must be ready. It's part of the process to go with him on that journey. Where you don't have all the answers. And the Bible says here, the story of the, um, the young boy's lunch. The first thing he said to them, he said, tell the people to sit down. So you need to be in a position of rest. And the Bible says, he took the bread, he lifted up his eyes to heaven, and he gave thanks. He gave it to the disciples, and he told them to share it. I mean, come on. You are giving thanks because you know God has heard you. Mm. You are giving thanks because you have privileged information that all others don't have. So the disciples didn't know what was going on. Trust me. They were as confused as confused. You understand me? And I'm sure they're just wondering, what is this guy going to do? And the Bible says, they kept sharing that bread. I really don't know how that happened. It's one of the things I'm going to ask Father Abraham or one of the angels to replay for me. I want to see it. The Bible says they kept giving up. There were 5,000 men besides the women and the children. And like I said before, we all know at crusade grounds, the women are more. Women and children are more. So we're talking about about 15,000 people. And they were sharing this bread and they had 12 baskets left. Come on. But see where the whole thing started from. So to experience the miraculous, you have to be ready as a son to walk with God without details. Sometimes, if you are too calculating, you will miss out on a lot of things. Oh, you will miss out on a lot of things. Jesus demonstrated that severally all through the scriptures. He was at a wedding, enjoying himself like every other person. He didn't go there to perform any miracle. He went there because he was invited, himself and his disciple. Disciples were invited. And he was having a nice time, possibly nodding his head to Ebenezer Obey as he was playing. Or possibly it was... Um, uh, what's this guy's name? Whatever this, or maybe it was Timmy Dakolo. Whoever it was that was playing a love song or whatever, he was just having a nice time with his disciples. And then his mother comes and says to him, wine has finished. And he dies like, what has that got to do with me, woman? 
Like seriously, I came here to enjoy myself. Wine has finished. Hey, impromptu. But because we are constantly conscious of the Holy Spirit as sons, regardless of um, at what point we are met with that need, we can utilize the resource of God in the inside of us. Because we are spiritual beings. You are not spiritual when you are praying alone. You are not spiritual when you are reading your Bible alone. Come on, you are constantly in the Spirit. That's what my Bible says. Let's look at that. It's in Romans 8. The Bible says we are constantly, not some of the time, we are constantly, someone following me. If you are following me, please type. I need to know that. I need to know that you are following me. I need to know that you are following me. Oh, wow. I didn't plan to go in this direction this evening, but we just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, uh, from verse, where is this? Verse 5, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Did you read that? It says, you are not in the flesh. It didn't say you will become in the spirit. It didn't say you are in the spirit when you are praying. It didn't say you are in the spirit when you are reading your Bible. It didn't say, he said, no. He said, you are in the, if indeed, the United States, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Can we see the power of dwelling? Remember, we've been emphasizing that since from your year. That don't just visit. Dwell in the secret place. And then don't let God just be visiting you. Let him dwell. Jesus Christ said, if you abide in my word, if you take my word and you take it to your heart, he said, I and my father will come and make our home in you. Oh, oh, what a joy to have God, to have God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit inhabit you. The Bible says you are not in the spirit. But you are in the flesh. You are not in the flesh, sorry. But you are in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. So the, for as long as you have the Holy Spirit in you, you are constantly in the spirit. You are a spirit being. And we need to be conscious of that at every point in time. So Jesus was met at the wedding like I said, Obey was playing. I'm not sure it was Obey. <laughs> Whoever was playing was playing. They were happy. Just picture a Nigerian wedding. And then they come to you and say, Wine has finished. Come on, of all things. I mean, 
That was Jesus' first recorded miracle. No wonder the Pharisees said, You, you gay. You are drinking and eating. You are a gluten. He said, ah, We don't understand you. Even your disciples don't fast. They're just eating and drinking, going to every party and every tax collector's gathering. That's where we'll find you. The mother came to him and said, Why not? I said, Woman, what has that got to do with me? But I think Jesus realized I'm a son. Regardless whether I'm preaching at a crusade or I'm at a wedding or I'm just hanging out with my friends. Do you realize that most of the deep things Jesus shared was when he sat down with his disciples? Check it out. He shared about the parable of the sower. The people were confused. They left confused. He now called his disciples and said to you, it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. And then he began to break it down. It was during just, you know, those dinner-like conversations, just sitting around. I enjoyed that a lot with my spiritual father. And most times it is when, you know, the whole event is done and we're just hanging around the dinner table. He's just dropping some deep stuff that you chew on for months after. What about when he had the dinner with them? The last supper. That was when he took the towel, girded himself and he... So some deep stuff happened, not necessarily in the large gathering or large audience. And Jesus said to them, he said, fill the water pot. And they filled the water pot. And then he said, he didn't scabash on it. He didn't go, God, prove yourself here today. Lord, show that you are God. Let them know that you sent me. Ah, God, I wish we can be as calm as Jesus. That first one I told you, you know, I told you, he said, tell them to sit down as in position of rest. This one, he said, fill the water pot with water. Oh, yeah, draw out of it. Go and give it to the MC. I salute those servants. They are my real, true heroes. Because the more that is talking to you will probably taste that thing first before he gets to the guy. Because when you talk about the master ceremony, you're talking about the chairman. You get me? You know, like chairman of ceremony. God help you. Chairman of ceremony is like a dangote or a $10. I will sip that thing first before he reaches the guy. The servants are my true heroes. The guy took it and I want to believe it was at the point between drawing that water and him touching the leaves of the master of ceremony that the water turned to wine. Because if the water turned to wine when they were drawing it, they would have seen it and they would have said, wow, it has turned to wine. So when they drew it, it was still water. It was when the master of ceremony drank, he said, ah. All the grooms say, ah, who does this? So you now get the best for the end of the wedding. That's how sons do. The third one I'll give you today <laughs> was Peter walking on water. So Jesus had gone, they had had a crusade, and you know, the Bible says he stayed back to pray, and then the disciples went in the boat ahead of him. And when it was night, he came to them walking on water. Grand style. As in like Jesus said, the demo. <laughs> Jesus, the demo. 
As in, I really can. I'm just trying to picture and imagine what it looked like. Just gliding over water. Hey, hey. And they saw him. And they all said, eh, this is a ghost. Too. This is a ghost. It cannot be Jesus. This is a ghost. Because they couldn't phantom it. They, they just couldn't wrap their head around it. And Peter said, if it is you, ask me to come. And we don't find Jesus looking at Peter and saying, Peter, I just left the mountain. You people have been on your way. They are just on top of whatever it is you have been doing in the boat. I have been praying with the Father. And then you now tell me to tell you to come and walk on water that I'm walking on. You are you are jumping. In Yoruba, they will say, Umbe, Umbe, Peter, Umbe. But you know what Jesus said? Come is as simple as that. Oh, glory to God. Telling him that sonship is as simple as that. Obedience. Total obedience. He said to him, come. And true to his word, as Peter stepped on the water, water leveled up. Come on. And he began to walk on water. Of course, until he doubted. And one would have thought that when he began to sing, Jesus would reach out his hand and pull him. <laughs> it was him that cried out. Jesus that reached out his hand and pulled him. Whether he dragged him while he was still walking on water till they got to the boat, I don't know. Maybe they had gotten to the boat, I don't know. Whatever it was, because Peter came to meet him. So there was a distance, right? <laughs> so I don't know how Peter made it back. Maybe he swam his way back. I don't know. But there are just so many things. So many things. So many things. When you come into sonship, sometimes you don't have the details. Sometimes you don't know exactly. But you are confident in who you are, in whose you are. You are confident in the one who has sent you and who has called you. So many of them. Examples. In the Bible. You want to talk about when he met the woman by the well? You think that was just a coincidence? No. I don't think so. Some privileged information. In fact, if you read that story, the Bible says they were going to, I think, Judea from Jerusalem. And the Bible says they needed to go through Samaria. So I believe there were other routes. But somehow... Somehow, by the leading of the Spirit, Jesus said, okay, let's go through Samaria. I want to believe Samaria was even a longer route. And I'm sure the disciples were like, why are we going through Samaria? But I believe that that morning before Jesus left, I believe it, that the Father must have had some conversations with him. I mean, privileged information is what you enjoy as a son. You might not have all the details. You might not know the next step, but you choose to follow him. Here was David. God has said to him, I've anointed you. I mean, Samuel came, poured oil on him in the presence of his brothers. And here was he, a fugitive. And he's saying, 
hold on to my parents till I know what God wants to do with me. I mean, and these are our heroes. So that means we really need to reevaluate our lives by these people. Yes, the Bible says they were not made perfect without us because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. So with all our Holy Spirit, my dear brothers and sisters, what are we doing with it? What are we using this our Holy Spirit for? Name it, claim it. What are we using it for? So many, you know, if, if I'm to touch on each and every one, it's amazing. I love the one of Sarah. We always used to think that, you know, Abraham was the only one that had faith to conceive. And it seemed like Abraham was being projected. But we're told here that Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed by faith. She received strength to conceive seed and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. So Sarah too had her own dealing with God. As Abraham was having his own, Sarah was having her own. And so God is counting on us and God is looking at us and is wondering what are we doing with our faith? Verse 13, the Bible says this all died in faith. I mean, people die in faith. I mean, can you read that again? They died in faith. Come on, how do you die in faith? I thought faith was meant to deliver to you, you know. The Bible says, yeah, they were in faith, but they died in faith. Not having received the promises. But the Bible says they have seen them afar off. They were assured of them, they embraced them, and they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Come on, these guys didn't receive the promise. They only saw it afar off. They embraced it, they received it, they rejoiced in anticipation of its fulfillment, even though in their lifetime they didn't see it fulfilled. Fulfilled. Abraham, the promise God made to him, did not happen in his lifetime. And so when God made that promise to him, you know what he did? He, he planted a tree. You know what that signifies? Because a tree outlives you. The tree might even not produce fruit while you're still living. But generations after you, will eat of that tree that you planted. What are you planting? And I think I'm going to stop there. What are you planting? That generations after would come, receive shade under it, receive nourishment under it, be fed by it. Even though Abraham might not have benefited from that tree. The Bible says he, made, he planted a tree as a sign of covenant to what God has said to him. Come on. What are you planting? What tree are you planting? That your children, children, will look back and say, Wow, I'm grateful to God that Hannah showed up. I'm grateful to God that Diola showed up. I'm grateful to God that Bolutifer showed up. I'm grateful to God. Hallelujah. 
Because this tree they planted is benefiting millions afterwards. It's a ripple effect, guys. It's a ripple effect. Sonship. Sonship. These are guys without the Holy Spirit. God is counting on you and I. God is counting on you and I to make the very best of that which he has already freely given to us. Hallelujah. But one major thing is to be ready to commit to process. That's it. Process. 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 Let God work on us. Process us thoroughly till we are well equipped for the assignment. Thank you for joining me this evening. I hope you were blessed. And I hope you caught one one or two things that you're going to run with till we see tomorrow evening as well. Uh, sorry I started late. Had to attend to one or two things. But I'll see you tomorrow, 10 p.m. Uh, God bless you. Thank you for joining and have a beautiful, beautiful evening. Uh, remember, if you're taking anything with you today, you are not in the flesh. You are in the Spirit. If indeed the Holy Spirit is in you. Remember that. Be conscious of that. In everything that you do. Everywhere that you go. That you are a custodian of the Spirit of God. You are not in the Spirit. When you begin to do. When you begin to let's now be in the Spirit. Mm-mm. There's no let's now come into the Spirit. Let's now be in the Spirit. And then when you start speaking in tongues, you think that you have entered third heavens. No. We need to have that consciousness. Even while you're gisting, while you're talking, while you're walking, while you're, you know, watching the movie. Whatever it is, you are constantly in the Spirit. And I think when we begin to create that mindset, we would would, um, utilize a lot more this resource called the Holy Spirit. And I've shown us from the scriptures with respect to Jesus, how he demonstrated being in the spirit at different scenarios. Thank you so much. God bless you. See you tomorrow. Love you. Thank you for joining.